Heidi um, asks this question. So how does the Pleiadians dropping off their unruly people millions of years ago fit in with the fifth or sixth time of seeding the earth? Is that more recent in the last million years? Did all the unruly Pleiadians get wiped out or have they managed to survive cycle after cycle? I'm not clear on this. Um, the the people who got dropped off here got dropped off like 20 to 40 million years ago. Okay. The cycles of the sun, the, the, the earth has, um, well, it's always been volatile. Okay. Always. Um, but this, the fifth and sixth cycles of the sun only go back. I'm going to say to 72,000 years ago, we're talking about people being dropped off 25 million years ago. So I don't know that we don't, we don't have that history. I think the, that many of the races that are much longer life than we are, because they have learned not to pollute them, they don't kill themselves with their food and the way that they live. We do. So we, we don't live even half the life that we could. So um, I, I think they probably have a much better idea of our history than even the little bit that I have. It's probably much more complete and there's a lot more details filled in. Um, and I'm, I'm speculating here, but the, after I read this, I thought, you know, I wonder if the sun was quieter back then. Um, maybe the planet was less volatile. I don't know. Um, we, will, we will know someday. But I, I do know that um, the, that the people who survived, all but one of the solar micronovas um, were fairly manageable. Evidence is coming out now that that's saying quite a few people survived except for one of them when people were almost wiped out. And we really started over. The people who are pretty resilient are the ones who survive. Okay. People, don't give up your connection to Mother Earth. You need that. You may never use it, but you need it. And you need to pass that on to your children and the, the grandchildren as well. We can't drop that piece. Sean says, it seems unethical, short-sighted, and a complete lack of responsibility to just abandon beings somewhere on a planet because you can't get along or they are bad. Just get rid of them. Take responsibility. When I weed my garden, I don't dig up the weeds and plant them somewhere else. I rip them out and kill them. They are living things and they have every right to live. But I have decided to cultivate that part of my yard and weeds aren't allowed there. If I let them grow, they will take over the garden and steal nutrients from the plants I'm growing, so they must die. These bad aliens are no different. 
If they were disrupting civilization, you remove them from living and causing trouble. They can try again next time. Sorry, kicking the can down the road for some other civilization to deal with thousands of years later is not very intelligent from beings who are supposed to be advanced. I think not. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, I hear you, Sean. That um, it was it, the difference in how different civilizations handle their rogue elements is amazing. And just because somebody is advanced doesn't mean they're evolved. Just because they have incredible technologies um, doesn't mean they want to bother with people who just are consistently bad. And we don't know, we might think we do, but we don't know the kind of mindset or the kind of cultural background that those people had and the thinking that they had. We always, and I see this over and over and over again in a lot of the questions, um, we project our own values and our own assumptions onto everybody else. And that doesn't work. That's part of the immaturity of the human race on planet Earth. You don't just extrapolate our issues and our attitudes to some other civilization. Um, and, you know, the, some of the things you say, I've dealt with that. When I weed my garden, I dig up the weeds. I don't plant them elsewhere. I put them in a pile. Um, and But my, my attitude toward them is, I still need you. I just want you in my compost pile. So all the nutrients that you sucked up out of my soil, I can put right back in the soil. It's not that I'm killing them. I'm just changing their purpose. <laughs> I'm putting them in a different location. And, and, they, um, and that kind of, I don't know, it might be just justification because I don't like having to destroy anything. But this is part of the humility of being human. We need the food. We need to be able to weed the garden. Until we have other options, that's it. We need one another. We are not able to draw sustenance directly from source. We don't even have some technologies available on a mass scale that would allow us to feed everybody, everybody, beautifully. When are we going to do that? Yeah. Yeah, kicking, I like this. Kicking a can down the road for some other civilization to deal with thousands of years later, that is exactly why the Pleiadians are here now. They're feeling bad about what they did 25 million years ago. They feel like they set the whole, I mean, when they, when they dump people off here or anywhere, they're going to usually do it on a planet that is not very well developed or that has had some sort of extinction level event, and there's hardly anybody there. 
and it teaches those people the value of life. That's uh, they the fact that we've come this far and we still exist and we haven't been wiped out is a minor miracle. It's a major miracle, actually. So, yeah, the Pleiadians are feeling like they did kick the can down the road, and that's why they're here doing what they're doing, which is trying to protect us, trying to hold the forces of takeover at bay until we can grow up. So, thank you. Great, great comment. Great observation. Simon says, Simon says, do this. <laughs> um, thank you for the reply, Daphne. I gather that Penny has spoken about many topics relating to the previous linked article that I sent to you both. I don't see this coming to pass, although what are your thoughts or Penny's on this? Oh, shucks. I haven't read the article, so I don't know what you're referring to there, Simon. Um, but he goes on and he says, Theosophists like Alice Bailey spoke of a plan for a new world order or a new age of Aquarius. They say that a new Christ, quote unquote Christ, who they refer to as Maitreya or world teacher, will appear sometime around 2025 and usher in a golden age of light and peace. For reasons, this does not sit well with me. The coming of Christ bit, who will be disguised as something else? Your thoughts on this and apologies if this has already been answered. Um, it doesn't set well with me either. I've never been able to read Alice Bailey. I don't know why I've tried. Something there doesn't ring true as either honest or something. And, and unfortunately, when I first saw that, and I probably heard this in, 19, in 1981 or two, the idea that um, there was a, a new world order coming um, and that the new savior, the new Christ would be named Maitreya. As soon as I heard that, I, I didn't even know anything at that point about what was happening on planet Earth. I'd never heard of the New World Order, um, but I knew that name, Maitreya. And those are some of the most vicious aliens out there. And I thought, cripes, I hope not. So, so maybe it's a whole different person. Or a whole different, referring to a person here and not a civilization, the Maitreya um, that I know of, are, that's a civilization of people that are, they're vicious. They're takeover artists. Um, so my own understanding from way back from my own teachings and from where I come from is that the Christ is a state of consciousness and that every single person on this planet needs to aspire to become or enter into that consciousness. To try to come up with another savior, uh-uh. 
I mean, that just leaves all of us as sheep. That just leaves all of us as slaves, people doing what we're told. Where is the power in that? Where is the ability to create in a way that um, serves life, nurtures life, nurtures beauty? Why shouldn't everyone have beauty and everything that they need in life? Why shouldn't they be doing what they love to do? That isn't what happens under the Maitreya. So I, I can't, I, I don't know what all that Alice wrote, but I, something in my stomach goes, oh, every time I try to read some of her stuff. Um, and I'm sorry for those of you who might really love Alice Bailey. I'm just not there with you. Sorry. Um, and then Simon continues. He says, as a young person, I used to travel alone a lot, gathering information regarding the void for some reason. <laughs> wow. I also, in my travels, visited the Theosophical Society store, also for some unknown reasons, but never felt comfortable there. I never purchased anything from this place. I have always felt I have come from another place, but this is my home for now, and I could never put my finger on it until I grew older. Anyway, enough talk for now. Much strength, love, and light to you both and to our and to friends here regards simon um wow okay traveling in order to gather information about the void huh that's an old soul a lot of people never even heard about the void their whole life and you're young and doing that so okay Somewhere in time, wrote, same pie-in-the-sky mentality from one eon or earth planetary crisis to the next, and body-harvesting, soul-harvesting mentality just like the Catholics spoken against, have spoken against. The old Babylonia priesthood and other galactical people still running the game against our little, futile, ignorant, 3D earthlings. A slave is a slave no matter what. Pay attention to what you ask for. Klaus Schwab using chips, punishment, isolation, and even death versus other galactical people using AI. Still chips, or their favorite word, incredible technology. Dynamically selected DNA collaborations and alterations Super grand hopium of being and having what you want as you exude love and togetherness. However, the galactic ones will make or let you relieve, relive by sending or isolating you to earth for or forced reincarnation if you fail their Stepford syndrome rituals. <laughs> Interdimensional travel has always been possible. Given the chance, your body and mind will shift to the dimension you are in, given time and presence. That is true. 
We not only have illegal immigrants at the border continuously, but also illegal galactical people moving in and out with delusions of grandeur and manipulation for millions of years at the rim of our planet. Either way, both looking for something from the Earth inhabitants. Think about it. We've been told clearly what they want. Stay alert. Make some newfound galactical friends and associates. And remember, there's always someone battling for your mind or soul. That's true, and it's you. That is, uh, yeah, this is, this is very good. Same pie in the sky mentality. Yeah. The fact of the matter is that people are people, whether they're from Earth or Venus or um, Andromeda or wherever, the Pleiades, they have their, their body-mind system um, ways of being. And, and everybody and anybody can get caught up in trying to make life easier for themselves at the expense of someone else. And that's what we have going on right now in these United States and on this planet. We have some people trying to make life easy for them at the expense of everyone else. And, and you know, how much expense would it be to educate everybody, to feed everybody, to clothe everybody, to have everybody have decent a decent home, decent transportation. How difficult would it be to develop people? How difficult would it be to bring out some of the technology? Yes, there is amazing technology out there. Well, we sure don't have it here because if we knew that there were other people, we would not be interested in the kind of leadership that we have here now. And they know it, and I think people are figuring it out. Yes, stay alert. Make some newfound galactical friends and associates. And remember, there's always somebody battling for your mind and soul. Bingo. Thank you, Summer in Time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... This is um this is cute. This is funny. So Worm Spleen Censored says if coming here is considered a vacation, what the hell is their day job? And, and somebody named Chris says their day job is checking on all the other life cradles that they're taking care of. So I think this is a reference to um, the fact that other planetary inhabitants really like the tropical areas around our the middle of our planet really like those really prefer they like hot um areas they don't like the temperate zones all that much um however they will go into temperate areas if the air is cleaner so um you know did you hear me say that other places do not need money they don't use money. 
They just make up some money when they come here because we use it here. And when you have agreements going with governments, governments in Africa, governments in Brazil or Peru, governments in the U.S. that say, yeah, you can have that area. You can settle there. We will look the other way. We don't know what their deals were. But they're not going to work every day. However, they do often work to support or nurture um, the people of Earth in whatever ways they can. Beyond that, they love a lot of the stuff that we do. You know, one of the big surprises for me was how much they enjoyed... Um, was that place in Nevada that where all the gambling goes on? They love that kind of sparkle and extravaganza and music and showtime. They love that. They're people. Okay. Thanks a lot. I love that. What the hell is their day job? <laughs> they don't have one. And maybe that's a lesson for us. Okay.